welcome to today's podcast if you're one of those that enjoy the high the high beat i usually start with i removed it on papers today because of how sensitive the topic will be treating is i want everybody to be relaxed and follow me on the, on the journey our topic today is real estate project demand analysis which is like the the most vital of anything any investor or developer does in the real estate development process the topic is actually vast and wide investigations done during the purchase initiation phase is countless demand analysis is just a part of it so this is basically a part one to what goes on in the initiation process of the development cycle my name is Odo GK. If this is the first audio you gained access to, I would want you to know that this is a third part to a series we are doing. Everything I've learned about real estate, and I encourage you to get to the first and the second audio. The first is an introduction, I think it's a 10 minutes audio. Then the second is where I talked about the real estate value chain. That is, if you want to, if you want to play in the real estate market with little or no capital, how to find a niche and then start from there and then expand within the value chain. It will be far from the truth if if I say we all know what demand is and what effective demand is. Also, oh, it won't be it won't be out of place because virtually everybody did economics in in secondary school. It said that demand is need backed up by ability to pay that is basic economics so same thing as a developer considering to go into a real estate project in order for it not to be a failed venture you have to analyze whether the market has a need for what you're bringing to the market whether residential or commercial you have to do a feasibility or viability analysis a demand analysis whether the market actually needs that which you're bringing and if the market doesn't need it you just go for an alternative investment what's the essence of tying down a capital in something that is not needed when you can actually go for another alternative so basically you want to know if the market will swallow up or not that which you bring into it this particular step is not peculiar to just real estate products it costs across board whether you're producing whether is construction or any other product like last week we used water as for an analogy and it's not different with real estate is the market in need of that which you're bringing so basic demand reflects the need, material desire, purchasing power, and preference of customers. One goal of the podcast is to make the subject of real estate as simple as possible. And I know the formulas or the, the data several persons would have encountered when it comes to any analysis. Then when I'm talking about demand analysis, scares several persons away. But one vision we have with podcasts is to make the subject of real estate as simple as possible. And I know several persons would wouldn't fancy how simple this is because they would want complex stuff. But our target is to keep it simply stupid, in quotes. So demand analysis is just an investigation. That is the best word for it. 
an investigation into the end users of the project you're coming up with. Investigating demography, investigating technology, investigating their sociological concept, investigating migration, you're investigating mortality rate. This is the simplest you can get when it comes to demand analysis discuss the drivers of demand but before i do that see this analogy from prehistoric man the choice of habitation for the early man was based on several things ease of accessibility of food ease of accessibility of water and also a location that offers security for him and his household so basically these were the things that drove the early man's demand for where he chose to stay let's come down to us several things drive our demand let's look at the the operators of demand we have three operators we have the users of these properties when i say users i mean those who who lease and we have buyers those who buy or develop to use by themselves and then we have investors those who buy and then let or resale when it appreciates now we have things that influence demand divided into two we have economic drivers of demand and the non-economic drivers of demand so the economic drivers of demand basically are things that have to do with profit in quotes uh, when, when, when we're talking about finances then the non-economic are things like sociological demography technology and we also have political drivers let's look at technology how technology drives demand technology drives demand in two ways new construction that is new ways of building houses or new ways of making houses more functional let's look at high rises before now you have to use the stairs if you stayed in the fifth or sixth floor of houses pre lift era but now if if you build such houses now there will be a lesser demand for such houses because of what the influence of technology by the introduction of things like lifts that make life easier in this kind of properties now let's look at also another way technology influences demand when you have good means of transportation prehistoric man chose his place of abode based on ease of livelihood present day man also does that ease of accessibility to place of work or place of getting his or her needs met so if transportation if technology makes transportation easier that is ease of commuter man would decide to locate elsewhere compared to another place and we have demographic characteristics do we have younger persons in the population or older persons do we have persons at marriageable age or do we have young professionals this drive demand for certain kinds of apartment let's see let's say within lagos now we have a population of 20 percent at marriageable age it is obvious that these persons would want instead of the okay now let's 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 just do a better a better analogy let's look at you were a young professional when you came into lagos because of this characteristics of you being a young professional You'll be drawn to things like studio apartments. But when you get to a marriageable age, you would want to go for a one bed. And then when you have, let's say when the first baby come in, you would want to go for a two bed to increase the space your family, your family mixes of. In demand analysis pertaining to demography, you look at the population size that is 
of marriageable age and then you know whether to to go for a one bed development or a studio apartment development there was a time i and my boss did an analysis and we discovered that the lagos market is middle class dominated when i mean middle class dominated we're talking about those who require studio apartments one bed two bed and because it is middle class dominated we decided to go for this population give this population what this population wants than going for the rich class which is a minute portion of the lagos population i was once listening to pastor paul adifarasin and he made a statement in as much as the, the statement is more of a political one i just want to draw from something he said he said nigeria is the first country where you have the population increasing while you're moving away from a large body of water so meaning geographically it is impossible for you to have more persons away from a large body of water it should be the other way around meaning closeness to a water body is also is actually a driver of demand this is more of an aside or i wouldn't say it's more of an aside because that is one reason why as it stands presently lagos is a market that almost everybody runs to so let's let's continue with the discussion does your population population you you want to serve do they have the tendency of migrating of moving away from where they are presently is also one of the investigation you get to make let's do an analysis for for a retail shop the presence of a retail shop is dependent on the size of the population that requires what that shop has to offer and the ease that location of the shop offers those who wants to purchase its commodity invariably what i'm saying is for you to locate a shop at a point in time there has to be a large number that actually needs that which the shop wishes to provide so if you are doing a demand analysis for to locate or to build a commercial space one thing you watch out for is the size of the population that actually needs what the businesses that would take this your product has to offer if the market around doesn't need what the shop is offering it's obvious that nobody would take your space for something like a residential development i know we've said a lot of things so let me bring it down home now what are some important factors in demand analysis if you want to go into residential development like we've mentioned one of the things you look out for is the population of the market area the size and number of households that would take this your project once it's finished the rate of increase or decrease in household formation do people get married or they don't composition and age distribution the household are they of younger persons are they more of elderly people then the income of households within the area you're looking at sites in this year project virtually everybody is coming to lagos because they believe the economics of lagos is okay because if if you set up a development project and you put it out whatever price you find somebody that buys so also the employment type you look at you look out for the employment type the unemployment and employment rates these are factors you look at for 
look out for things like percentage of owners or renters some persons tends to forget that not all locations are viable for builds to sell and sometimes not all locations are viable places for renters meaning is the market a selling market or a renting market a market like Enugu is a rental market for me what i mean by a rental market is people would prefer to rent than to build in a place like enugu why because simply the city center where people prefer to stay are already overpriced so it is cheaper for you to rent in the city center than for you to than for you to buy a piece of land and build to live in it because the alternative is already cheaper so why would you want to waste such amount of money it is only cheaper for you to build in the suburb of Enugu, not in the city center. So people would easily do an analysis: is it cheaper or is it more expensive? So they'll go, they'll obviously go for the for the cheaper alternative. If you do a rental analysis for Enugu, you would practically not spend 50 million naira on rent for a period of 50 years in Enugu city center. But if you want to build in Enugu city center, you spend you would definitely spend much more than that. So why bother yourself building when you can just rent and pay lesser for that 50 years for most persons you know the african mentality they said it is preferable to build and know it is your own but profit wise it's best you rent and then the difference in the rentals you invest it in something else so you look at also something like land use pattern city growth movement development is development coming towards this area or not is the city growing towards this area if it's not why bother yourself with a residential development are banks offering money for people to buy houses yes no if banks are loaning persons more money to to buy houses you would know it's a viable market so we also have support facilities or community services is the government doing well with infrastructure is the road leading to to the site where your development is is it okay some place like lagos island i i don't really envy developers because they practically provide everything for themselves i tell my my colleagues that if not for estates within lagos island i wonder what lagos island would look like because the estates are what provide the security the estates are what provide the good roads the estates are what provide so this is not to spite the the lagos state government or anything but this is just a simple observation so please as we go on i will beg that my comments about the inugu market should not be taken as as an investment advice but but just as an observation because i had several scenarios in mind why saying that but this should not be taken as investment advice each investment is unique in its own way and specific analysis should be done for each investment before a decision is taken thank you and Please also note that the comment is limited to non-income producing properties in the city center. Non-income producing properties. So I want to give shout out to Estate Intel for the good work they are doing with regards to collecting real estate data for developers. So they've succeeded with developing key variables and, and as things progress they get to update this variable but my only issue with real estate data is that it is dynamic even before you get another data the, the old ones are already outdated so like we discussed in 
the real estate value chain this is a value which investors really require value of providing data in the market value of collating and analyzing market data because the nigeria market really needs it one thing about the nigeria market is that you can hardly get data for anything quality statistics you can hardly find even when you find there are usually a whole lot of things behind behind the data gotten so this is this is actually a portion of the value chain that new entrants into the real estate sector can try to to develop on it's a market i believe everybody should should harness quality data for the real estate sector quality reports Vosi, the south african business guru made a statement which i would like to share he said something that he doesn't believe a business should have a business plan why does he not believe in a business plan he was like a business plan has these things where you have forecasting you you do a SWOT analysis and and every and every he said something that how can you tell the things that would affect your business in 10 years time today it is practically impossible to do that obviously in as much as we we enter the market to get this data to run analysis to know whether our projects will be viable or not we should have at the back of our mind that the indices that affect the the property market are way beyond all of this you can wake up tomorrow and a policy that will wipe you out of business will just come up or there will be a change in government changes everything about the forecast you've made imagine things like the cost of building materials just skyrocketing overnight investors that that did forecast that they would have been able to to complete a project with 20 million are practically not able to even come out of foundation level with the same amount which they projected would have finished the, the whole project the reason why i brought this up is to say that in as much as we do our due diligence to to make sure that our project turns out right let's have at the back of our mind that we can practically do nothing to have our projects turn out the way we want them to turn around we can only do the much we can do so we'll continue with supply side analysis for real estate projects in the next podcast. Thank you for listening this far. I really do appreciate you.